0: Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Every time your dogs bark. Welcome to the show. It's
3: Wednesday, Hunk Day. We are having some conversations before the show starts. Let's go! Let's go! Thank you, Wingstop for bringing this show to the fans. Thank you SWBC Mortgage for presenting this living room that I live in. Got some feedback in my head. There we go. You guys are looking good. I got Man, there's all kind of technical difficulties going on. Nate's got his got his ugly Christmas sweater on thanks to Miller Lite. Jesse's got his Santa hat on. rag he
0: just left the trailer park. Ba- oh, he hey. The
3: the
0: girl. oh hey. <laughs> oh hey. Oh, I've
3: Good. And then Kurt's got a uh, wow! Imagine that a uh, a black sweatshirt on.
4: <laughs> I got a I got a green shirt so, green
1: shirt today, so
3: you know. Give me come in a little. Okay, slide. all right, all right. He lay, he's got layers today, so good. Did you guys miss me yesterday? <laughs> Did you miss nope. me?
0: Okay, cool, big time. All right. I think Jesse went out his way. I think Jesse went out his way to make sure that uh, he didn't miss you by saying some ugly things about you.
3: Did he? That's okay. You know, not everybody can can call, can do color or play-by-play for a junior high game. So, I'm. First of, a- all, first
0: of oh, all. Oh, 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 oh he took a shot at you, Jess.
4: Listen. The gospel. Yes. Oh, God. No, no, no. Just because, just because you were having extra classes for your Louisiana GED test yesterday. <laughs> don't, 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 <laughs> don't nod me. Tussle. Oh, I got a whole the event. No, I know. This week in high school is finals week, so you got to get right. your finals in for your GED at at your Louisiana educational <laughs> facility. So that's why you couldn't make the show. You had to you had to have your stuff in by twelve noon. So you had to create your had, stuff he in He actually in had morning. to
0: drive down, and de- he had to actually drive yeah. down deliver it in Monroe. So because
4: there ain't See, no internet in Monroe, ain't no internet, ain't no fax machine, <laughs> <laughs> ain't none of that See, in
0: Monroe. So you had to literally you walk down there. <laughs> Hand paper. see, you talking about. He got confused because he used one of the 17 addresses that he had when he was growing up and he <laughs> forgot which one.
4: Sir, you need see, two proofs of address.
3: You don't even know what you're talking about because school in Louisiana is only six weeks long and we've been out of school since like <laughs> since August, so you don't even know what you're talking
0: about. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Uh, Is there anything well, happening with the Cowboys, fellas? You know oh. what? Kurt's
3: got, Kurt's got some breaking news that he wants to break on the show. <laughs> not own, so. breaking news. Kurt's first not bullet breaking point. News.
0: Breaking news. Hold Go on, on let, me, let me get the breaking news uh, music. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> oh, man. It's not breaking news. Nowhere does it say breaking news, but uh, Michael Gelkin in the Dallas Morning News wrote last night that Mike Nolan's fate is sealed. Uh, the management feels he's tried to do too much scheme wise and wasn't able to get the best from his players. Uh, so they're basically saying that Mike Nolan uh, is gonna be gone after the season. So that's what that's what he's saying.
4: Mike Nolan's shock Mike Nolan's he's not gonna make it till next year. Oh, my
0: God. Uh, so, you uh, mean right. to tell me, Kurt, by them writing that, that we're going to try to sign back all of these players because it was the system and not the players? So well, I, think they,
1: I think they felt that, you know, you had um, Kellen Moore returning, so the offense was kind of kind of be intact as far as scheme and what's going on. But the defense, they came in and tried to do too much too soon. And the players didn't buy in, and they just they could never really get it going.
0: So, so all these when guys they, should be back. Lewis. No, who, Luzier, knows? who knows? No. Thompson. No. I mean, all these guys should be back. If, if it's Why? the coach in the scheme, all these guys should be back.
4: Coaching had nothing to do with those guys not being able to keep a receiver in front of them or to tackle guys in front of them. That nothing to do with coaching. But they weren't in the right
0: places, and they weren't looking at the receivers when they ran behind them. When they lined up directly, head up on this guy, (laughs) and the dude ran by them, they didn't see that guy because that wasn't their keys. They weren't taught that. They was looking in the backfield. This is what we call
4: collateral damage, gentlemen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was coming.
4: This is what we call collateral damage. When you have a season as deplorable as the one that the Cowboys have had this year. And they've been historically bad this year, uh, specifically on defense. And again, Jerry is the ultimate salesman. You have to go into this off season and give and sell the fans some more hope. Now, you can't fire Mike McCarthy. I don't even know where, I don't even know how that comes. I feel like Jerry and Steven, I don't even know how that conversation is even something that people would bring up for topic of discussion. Mike McCarthy wasn't going to get fired after year one unless he did something like so stupid
0: and like, you know, something crazy personally. Like a a fourth and one punt and run 15 yards (laughs) back. I mean, he, he
4: had to do that multiple times, but he was never going to get fired. And we've seen this, we've seen this story be written many other times across the National Football League is where someone has to take the fall. And I even remember there was a time when the Cowboys head coach was fired. And the exact words that came out of Jerry Jones's mouth when that coach was fired was, when you have these type of season, someone has to pay for it. And at that time, it was the head coach. And this time, it's the defensive coordinator. And now the sooner, the better that you do this, you see, because even we have to put some of this on the Jones family as well. And I get it. I know they cut our checks. And thank you so much, Jerry. I feel like I feel like a Garrett family member because since 2009, you've always cut me a check. So we're talking about going on 10, 11 years where. 12, 11 years where you, for the last 11 years you've cut me some sort of check so I don't want to be you know I don't want to be disrespectful but I want to say this in the most respectful way as possible but Jerry and his team they waited so long in the head coaching process right how, how long did we hold on to Jason Garrett and we were stringing this thing, string thing along, and we didn't know if he was—he was still in the building two weeks after he was fired. Like it was—it was a long, drawn-out situation. Again, we had no idea COVID was going to hit us in the face like it did a couple months later. But making this cut as soon as the season is over, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I will not be surprised. And I'm not trying to break any news or anything like that. I will not be surprised once the Cowboys are mathematically. Uh, eliminated from playoff contention you see the firing happen then simply because they want to get and be in the running from the jump I don't want to wait till the second wave of defensive coaches or defensive whoever's happen I want to be in the forefront of it so as long as the Cowboys are still in some sort of whatever you want to call a contention until either Washington wins another game or the Cowboys lose another game I think right after that happens, maybe a week or so, you're going to see that firing happen so the Cowboys can gear themselves up. To your point, Nate, that you know this offseason is so critical and so important that I want to be in the front of the line to have my opportunity to audition and interview as many defensive coaches that I possibly can. And if I'm the Cowboys, when I go for this search, I don't want... I want some I want some of the newer age coaching. I want some Thank of the you. coaching that's going to be able to relate to these young players to have a better understanding of what the new offenses are in the National Football League. So it's the sooner you get done with this process of letting Mike Nolan go, the sooner and the better you are for finding your new defensive coordinator so that you can have as much time as you need. For them to come in and say, here's what we have on the roster. Here's are the guys that are under contract. Here's are the guys who are contracts are expiring. Here here's where you want to go. Here's where we're at in the draft. And now we can sit down and have a realistic conversation with all of our defensive staff and our head coach and Will McClay to say, we're going to bring these guys back. We're not going to bring these guys back. I'm looking at this guy in the offseason to bring in as a free agent. And I want to go here in the draft defensively. So, the more you do that, the quicker you can get that thing going. Let me jump in real quick before Nate, before you and Kurt
3: get in here. Jesse, I just want to say that I am proud of you, son. I am proud of you. Because one thing I've always known about you a couple of things. You're smart, you're intelligent, (laughs) and you keep it real, okay? I want to thank you for keeping it real on this show and speaking your mind, even when it comes to ownership, because I think the fans deserve that. And I know the Jones family, they welcome that. Whenever they make questionable decisions, they expect to be criticized. But I want to thank you and tell you I am proud of you for the statement you made before you criticize ownership. That way, if (laughs) Mr. Jones or Steven ever (laughs) listens to this show, they might show you a little bit of grace in a little bit of, you know, in this time of, of giving season. So, Jesse, I'm proud of you for keeping it real, but I'm also proud of you for thanking ownership, for giving you a spot, and paying your bills since 2009. So, there you go. Jesse, <laughs> I'm proud of you. No. Now, guys, jump in. Join what, in.
1: What, one, of the, one of the things that, that Gokin raises in his article, though, is, you know, how much is this is McCarthy's fault? I mean, back in May, they kind of asked him about how much they were going to install and that sort of thing, and he had said that because they had a, he, he felt like they had a ve- veteran, experienced team, they could give him a lot to handle. That obviously didn't work out. Did he? Is he guilty of maybe paying? Yes. Most of his focus on the offense and saying, "Okay, my buddy is running the defense. Just do your thing." And now, until it was by the time it, you know. He got too late. There's nothing he can do about it.
0: It's all his fault. It's, just, it's called the Godfather effect. You always Ooh. put Luca, Luca Braskis out there. <laughs> and Luca Braskis goes and get ahead. And that head is Mike Nolan. Even though the Godfather chose this man, anointed this man, and made him a made man, he would die by the fire of Luca, Dun- Luca Braskis. It is all his fault. I'm being honest. When you when you're a head coach and you have preached all off season, how you have watched the analytics, have you have had your coaching staff in place? How you're going to adjust your scheme to the players, and, and we're going to be a better team forward. Mike Nolan did not say this for the for the press conference. And the weeks after that, we did not know that Mike Nolan, we knew he was the defensive coordinator, but he did not speak. It was always the head coach saying, this is what I'm gonna do, this is how it's gonna be, this is what it's gonna, and ain't none of this defensively happened. None of it. It is all Mike McCarthy's fault, it is his hire. Now it is all up to him to to correct it. When he Mm -hmm. go into Mr. Jones then, he will have to say, okay, this is how I want to attack this. Will you allow me a second chance? Right, will Mr. Jones be the Mr. Jones that, hey, I'm upset, and this is the guy I want now, regardless of what you think?
4: Hmm. I, I, agree you, I agree with you 100%, Nate. And I, I, I want to make sure I say this emphatically because people always accuse me of being a Mike McCarthy apologist, and I agree with you 1,000%, Nate. This is on Mike McCarthy because you had the final say-so in hiring mike nolan and we all know that was your homie and we get it and we understand it because if i ever get a position where i'm able to hire some folks i'm definitely going to bring a couple homies along i just hope that they don't <laughs> do to me what mike nolan has done to you <laughs> but that's yeah. a fact that's a fact yeah. so i want to agree with you 100 percent nate you're absolutely right i'm not passing the buck and not putting blame where it needs to be this is on Mike McCarthy because this was your dude. This is this is the staff that you put together in the off season or however you were doing your deal, and now the, the results have shown not to be what you wanted to be. So you made the hire, now how, you got to make the fire.
1: How does this? How do the players respond as far as this? I mean, it, they don't have a ton of loyalty to Nolan, and they, I mean, he could be a dead man walking, so to speak. I mean. How do they respond to this?
0: Oh, there's well, a respon- dead man walking, too. Uh, but see, but see let, let, let me say this here, Kurt. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. I love you to death. I'm going to ask you the same question, but in present tense. How have they responded mm. on the field? Mm. Yeah. Mm. It hasn't been pretty, <laughs> I
1: guess. All right,
3: que- que- question, question for all three of you. Is there? Everybody's got Mike Nolan out one foot out the door they're just waiting on the season to end or mathematically be eliminated is there a scenario where this defense plays good lights out ball and there's reasoning that it just took them a while to get the scheme down for you know covid zoom meetings whatever you want to call it and he's back next season do you see any scenario no. where that happens no no
1: mm-hmm. i think it's some way But in some ways, I mean, their last four games are against pretty banged up, depleted offenses. So I don't know if you're going to have a good good, uh, gauge of of what the defense has done. You know, I don't know. Can I say this right here?
0: Mm -hmm. At the door, Shannon, there's three objects there's a banana peel, there's a big (laughs) skateboard, and there's some marbles. Which one is he going to step on to get out of his face? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Nate bringing all the analogies today. I <laughs> love it. Hey, let's Nate take a to break. The Jesse Holiday's School of Analogies today, baby. I love it. It's called the Hulk. Let's go, the 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 balls of Holly
0: is rolling.
3: <laughs> I love, hey, we got the we got the School of Holly. We got the analogy machine, Nate Newton, and we got Kurt in a black sweatshirt. Let's go to break. <laughs> when we come back, we'll get into more Cowboys talk on hanging with the boys.
2: Is your family a Cowboys family? Have you taken holiday photos at the Star? Was your wedding theme blue and silver? Have you convinced your kids them? Is spelled with a D. If so, every game day feels like a vacation to you, so treat it like one. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs>
3: Welcome back. Adjust your cleats, adjust your pads, even adjust your helmet. But seriously, don't adjust your underwear. We got seen, It could not be unseen. Tommy John's fabric keeps you cool and dry on the field or in the stands. And now they even have loungewear. Yes, sir. They have loungewear. Shop your underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash cowboys for 15% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash cowboys.
4: All right, Shannon, let, let, me, let me just say this right quick. Shed it. Lo- okay. I love Nate Newton, I love all Uh-oh. of them, but I love Nate Newton. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta bring our conversation to kind of into this thing. Like, Nate is the guy who refuses 21st century anything. Yes, like Nate's <laughs> like, I don't do what, Nate, like, I Nate's. Like, how many times have we had conversations where you've done something for Nate and Nate's like, no, I, I'll... Hey, when I see you tomorrow, I'm going to bring the cash and give it to you. You're like, Nate, just Venmo it to him, man. Zell it to him. Cash app it to him. Just get it to him right now. Nate like, nah, I don't do all that stuff. I'm, I'm going to hand you the cash in your hand. Nate is the... He, he... You've been a great blocker your whole career, Nate. And boy, you, you have continued your Super Bowl blocking career by blocking technology. <laughs> Nate I was no part he was no part of modern day technology you should see us how we had to get this stuff all set up Nate I love you but you are you are like one of those dudes who's just like listen man the, the, the less technology the better for me
0: well, I, I believe in this. The only technology I want is when you sending me money. Now I can give you plenty of accounts. Dude. Just put my money. In. I ain't sending my money to your account though. Believe that. I'm gonna hand it to you in your hand. It may ask for a receipt. <laughs>
3: uh, got a, I got a quick story before we before we get back to it. Yesterday I big times y'all. I had to host a virtual event for united healthcare which is one of our sponsors they did a a cool little thing with uh uh, a limited amount of their their sales team and their employees with zach martin um so um so i was able to host that with zach and when i introduced him the third bullet point that i had was um Nate Newton I said I host a show with Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, Nate Newton, you know former former three time Super Bowl champ, six time Pro Bowler himself, and he refers to you as the president. And I asked him why he refers to you as the president, and and he said that he was talking to Tony Wise one time, and and Zach was like, oh yeah, yeah, yep, no Nate, no no Tony, and yep, and and I said, and, and they were talking about. Nate told me this story. They were talking about who could play with them in the 90s. And Zach immediately came to mind. And and because he, you know, he was smart, he 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 fit the part and he, you know, he looked presidential, you know, had a Notre Dame, Notre Dame education, and just he just looked presidential. So Nate started calling you the president and he got a kick out of that. He laughed and was like, all right, so now he knows the story. We got the human log that is now called the human log by all the fans. And now we have the story of the president out there, and I didn't know until I talked to you yesterday what that story was. So that's the story behind the president. The story behind the mountain man and everybody else, I don't know, but now I know the story with that, and I thought I needed to share that with the fans.
0: So there you go, awesome. So yeah, you're talking about the center, the center of the mountain man. Look at him, dog. If he don't look like a mountain man, come on, dog. He's like he lost in the wilderness, Wisconsin.
3: Yeah. Oh. Where do we wanna go with this? Kurt, you wanna talk about the Cowboys not winning back to back games? Since week
0: seven, okay? How you put presenting that, Shannon? Is it they're not gonna win this week or is it because they haven't won in the past? How are you presenting that?
3: How do how do you wanna take it? How do you wanna take it? You know what's sad? You know what's sad? Well, it's not really sad. It's actually, depending on how you look at it, Nate's going to look at it as a positive. You're still not out of this. If you went out, you got a chance to be in the playoffs.
1: There's hope. Oh, it's like a 1% chance right now. Yeah, yeah I think that's the stat like, I saw. 1% ESPN or something. <laughs> yeah. But 1%. I don't I You'd hope that... They haven't won back-to-back games since week seven and nine. They actually had a bye week in between. So they haven't won on consecutive weekends in a long time. So, I, you know, at this point, this team's looking for any kind of positive momentum. So, yeah, I mean, and San is obviously a little bit better than, than, uh, than the Bengals. Uh, normally a lot better. But, uh, hey, I'll take a win. Like, like Nate was saying yesterday, every, every win's a quality win, and two in a row would be pretty nice. You know
2: what? I'll tell you I, what, I've, fella.
3: Nate talks about it. Go ahead sorry, on, Nate. Shannon. Go ahead on. Well, I know, Shannon, ahead on. Boy, it's good to hear you talking. Je- thank you. Thank you, Nate. And Jesse talks about this all the time. A win in the National Football League is hard. And I know last week we, you know, we joked about it's just the Bengals and it's, you know, it's, it's two bad teams. But if you think – go look at the post-game interviews from these guys this past week. You can tell how much winning a football game, especially in a team that's not doing so great, and they're looking for any kind of momentum or anything to kind of grab onto and, and get something kick-started. Just go, go, to the, go to DallasCowboys.com and watch some of those post-game interviews from that game. You can tell through the comments and just the emotion of the guys talking about the win, how much wins do mean, even in a bad season. How big How big would it be for them to win two games back-to-back when everybody's kind of discounted them, everybody's written them off, everybody's talking about how bad they are. How much would that mean to them as a team and as a as a man, as a person, as a player for them to string a couple of wins together here and get a little bit of momentum going towards the end of the season?
0: That's everything, man, because you can go into the offseason, man, ready and willing to do anything these coaches ask, man, because, you, you okay, you start. You know, the offense now a problem believing in themselves and in the system. But the defense, you know, to get something going, you know, that takes you into the offseason, man, saying, okay, here we go. We got a chance. I mean, things were ugly, but at, at the end of the season, we were getting better. We were getting better as a team, and especially if you, as an individual, and things start popping for you, that really just forces you right into that to that offseason, feeling better about yourself.
1: So to flip that, then the Forty the ers have lost five of their last six. They're on a two-game losing streak. They're probably out of contention. They'd need for the playoffs. They need a lot to go to go right to to sneak in. Is this a team that's you know? Are they dangerous? Are they hungry? Are they are they in the same position? You know, just fighting for any win, or are they kind of just playing out the string? And they're
0: they, they were close to the, to the mountaintop last year. Oh, right. They were close to the mountaintop. Uh, these guys are legitly saying, if we wasn't injured, if we're not injured, we 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 in the NFC West and we and we thumping. Uh, we've beaten these guys. We've played before. We are better than them as a team. Their coach is not. Hey, man, they're they're truly feeling. You know, it's not like us. We're truly feeling that. Okay, we got a chance. And guys guy, like you say, one percent. We say, oh, they feeling like they got a chance. If things bounce right, that they can make a move in the playoffs. But I look at uh, their rushing average for plays. They've run three hundred forty-seven plays, and their average on rush is four point one. That ain't good for the Cowboys.
1: <laughs> and, and, and Jesse what's no, so, so what
0: Jesse ahead, I,
3: I know you're you're the gospel and, and you you're Mr. Positivity and I was trying to bring a little positivity to this show and get you guys to talk about what it would mean if they strung back to back wins together here down the final stretch. And our producer, Chris Beam, God love Chris Beam because he, he he deals with a lot of stuff, especially this season, working remotely, keeping us on the air. Chris has all these great bits of knowledge and these nuggets. And I'm trying to get a positive vibe going on this show on a Wednesday to get us rolling downhill into the weekend. And Chris texts me as I'm asking you guys to bring a little positivity, Jesse. And you're up next because you're Mr. Positivity, so I (laughs) want you to follow this up. Chris sends me a text and says, FYI. Opponents have scored an average of over 40 points after a Cowboys win this year against them.
0: Uh, wow. As we're talking wow, about
3: stringing back-to-back wow. wins. So, Jesse, can you, uh. can you overcome that?
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're actually playing a very bad quarterback. Okay. Yeah. The Niners don't have a good quarterback. And we're, we're supposed to be getting some guys back healthy in the secondary. So you have some healthier guys coming back. You're not playing a really good quarterback in Nick Mullins. Uh, they, they, they're without Debo, uh, Debo Samuels. So some of their weapons won't be available to him. And he's not a very good quarterback. And the thing is, is that we talked about this yesterday when the turnovers, they can come in bunches. So last week they had three or four turnovers in a game. That is that is a that's like a hunger momentum that that can kind of get you going again, and now you can carry that over into another game where a quarterback who will give up the football, he will give up the mm-hmm. football, and you just have to be in the in the right place at the right time, and he's going to throw you one or two. You got to make the play. So for this team, they have to play with the level of desperation, and. And the reason they have to play with a level of desperation, because this is something I've, I've had an opportunity to, to be a part of teams where this type of thing would happen. Good or bad, because the name on the crop across your chest or on your helmet is the University of North Carolina basketball, the Dallas Cowboys. You're going to get everyone's best because. If you're winning, they want to knock you off the pedestal. And if you're losing, they want to bury you. They want to be able to say that we beat you. So you have to be able to come out with that level of desperation that matches their teams. Their team is just as injured. Their team is playing with backup players. So it's, it's another backup bowl that you'll be seeing this week against the Niners. The Cowboys are getting some guys healthy. They won last week. They got some turnovers. So they have some positive things happening in their favor, and hopefully that can carry over from one week to the next and they don't give up 40 points after a victory. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I just hope we stay in survival mode, like you just said, Jesse. And, and them guys that's coming back, if they're in the secondary, I'd rather keep the guys who who playing with the hungry and, with the, and just let these dudes continue to play because these dudes are hungry and they're trying to hit some folks. Unless it's Wilson, Donovan. You know, the rest of them can stay where they at. But Donovan Wilson, bring him back. Get him and Thompson can come downhill to hit some folks. Because we need safeties that's going to hit because the middle of our field will be wide open because our tackles will not tackle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of hitting, we're going to hit this last commercial break, and we'll be back. We're going to let Kurt take it over because he's got some great points <laughs> on Cowboys offense versus 49ers defense and i want to take part in the conversation <laughs> so kurt you're going to host the last segment that and i'm just lazy
0: and go kurt I, go i want to hear you <laughs> go talk kurt so go we'll be right back go kurt on hanging go. with the
3: boys You know, they say Santa Claus is coming to town, but he has actually already arrived to the Star in Frisco, and you can book an appointment to take your socially distanced holiday photo with Santa now through December the 24th at his Dallas Cowboys cottage at the Star. Book it now, thestarinfrisco.com slash Santa. And I don't know if I'm supposed to promote this or not, but I was told you can actually bring your pets to have a photo, socially distanced photo with Santa. So bring your kid, bring your pets, bring yourself, go check it out. Kurt, you got some great points on Cowboys offense versus 49ers defense. I think you got about five of them. See how many you can get through in the next 12 minutes.
1: (laughs) Well, as we've already said, 49ers have had a lot of injuries and this defense is missing guys like Nick Bosa, D. Ford, but they're still a really good defense. I mean, they're six in yards allowed, fifth in passing yards, eighth in rushing yards, eighth in red zone, but they're 14th in points allowed. I mean, it sounds like they are kind of the victim, same as the Cowboys. The offense has had so many turnovers that it's hurt the defense. Their defense. Uh, I think they've they've uh, the offense has given up 25 turnovers this year, which is a second in the NFL. Their minus seven turnover ratio and um, their opponent's yard per scrimmage is, or starting line of scrimmage is one of the worst in the NFL. So I guess sh- this isn't a team we shouldn't overlook, right? This is still a good defense. Cowboys are gonna be, are they gonna be able to handle this defense?
0: You know what? Well, you know, Kerry Hyder is the sack leader with seven point five, and there's a few guys. Where did he one. come
4: from? Where? <laughs> did I <laughs> yeah. uh, know that name? That name sounds familiar. I don't know. Maybe yeah. did he come through here one time or two? No.
0: Yeah. yeah, and then uh, Jordan Willis is another guy, but I think he's a backup. Uh, he got two point five. Uh, they got eleven interceptions. So they they can still go after the ball. The sacks are real low this year with those two guys out. They ain't yeah. got 23 sacks as a team, but seven fumble recoveries. Uh, this is this team to me, man. It, it is they just missing their players, uh, and you know. I know the San Francisco 49er fans don't want to hear it, but I, I promise you if we were in the same shoes, we missing a Nick Bosa and, 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 and D4, we could sell that to you, Cowboy fans. Oh, we just missing our horses. Don't worry about it. We'll be good next year. So yeah. they got true ballers missing, my man, true ballers.
1: Yeah, that's what Aaron Rodgers called Fred Warner, the, the best linebacker in the game. I mean, what, what do you think? He seems like he's a real stud in there. Is he going to be tough to handle?
0: Yeah, but he, no. he he's questionable this week. But he's got, what, two interceptions, one fumble, and a bunch of tackles, man. He's everywhere. He's a baller now. Hey, how
4: do you – like One good linebacker? Line co- Go, Go ahead, Jess. To answer your initial question, uh, Kurt, um, we're not good enough to overlook a team. Like we're, We aren't good enough to think that we can come into a game and we can just overlook an opponent like – who the hell are we? Like, who are we? we, we we're not good enough to come into we're the. We're
0: the Dallas game. Cowboy faithful. Yeah. We are <laughs> arrogant like that. We are we're, arrogant like that. Yes, we, we are. It don't matter how bad faithful. we are. We are <laughs> arrogant like that. We've been faithful.
4: Heads will roll because of this season. Been. You can't. This team does not have the room to overlook an opponent. And you have to take every opponent as, like, the most... Uh, like like assassins, and you have to you have to. They're looking to take you out. They're looking to to end their losing streak, right? They know that we've been losing, and they. And they the thing is, they look at us like most teams have looked at us. That's their that's our medicine. The Dallas yeah, the Dallas pharmaceutical pharmacy Cowboys.
0: is they open. They look at us
4: and say, here's how we can correct our wrongs. We're having a little trouble here. We're going to play the Dallas Cowboys. Look at everyone else has done to them. So we, we don't we – don't, the, the audacity for us to – and I'm not saying that anyone is thinking that, but just that, the, the – who the heck are we to think that? The players that on the other team the are guys? thinking
0: that. You know who? the players on the other team are thinking that. I, I – I, like I, I've told this story a thousand times. Wilbur Marshall, you know, uh, University in Florida, first-round pick to the Bears. I remember he went signed with Washington. And he was going crazy out there, and I'm like, "Yo, homeboy, chill out, man. Y'all got us about 25 points. We're gonna bury y'all, y'all the Dallas Cowboys. Y'all on TV shouldn't be. Y'all don't deserve anything." Oh, he went off in like five minutes. I'm like, yo, you better get in the back in the hood. It's gonna be a game, delay a game if you keep following <laughs> I say, "Wow!" And that's when it dawned on me. I'm like, as sorry as we was, this dude is going off trying to crush us. So what you're saying is true. Teams do not like us because of the great marketing job from TechSram and Mr. Jones and on down the history. You know, uh and that's the arrogance of us as cowboy fans. That's the arrogance that we carry around that we will ask these questions. I, you know, we we shouldn't overlook the 49ers, you know, they're a dangerous team. They're they're you know that you know, and I'm with you, Jesse. Why should we look at a team as though we are gonna stomp on them? But that's the arrogance of us.
3: Well how do you Always. back to Kurt's point with, with Fred Warner, how do you neutralize a good linebacker or a good linebacking core? Is it play action? Is it rolling out? Like how do you how do you game plan for a good linebacker?
0: One you know, like, like him who time. moves around a lot, you gotta try to dictate where you're at and what and what he's doing, but he he moves around a lot. Uh uh, if he was one guy that stayed in a certain place, you could run at him. You could misdirection him a lot. But this, this is a sound. They're pretty sound. They're just beat up. They're 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 pretty sound. They're If they were at full strength and they probably thinking in their mind that they are with the players they're going with, is they put so much pressure on you to – and they play such great team defense to – ain't too many things you can do to trick them. I mean, unless you've seen something different, Jesse.
4: No, here's where the importance of having a QB1 comes into play. Because this is the chess match that you play with a guy like Fred Warner who has the ability to be multiple, right? He can play a lot of different positions. Yes. So so you have to be you have to be able to come to the line of scrimmage and you may have a run that's kind of going at him or in his direction, but the the veteran type of quarterback will be able to say up oh, we ain't going to go at Fred because I, I don't like the matchup of this guy on Fred or whatever it may be. Or I can change something up where I know what Fred's weaknesses are. And now I can put us in a position to use his weaknesses against him. That, that's where that kind of cat and mouse game gets played at at the line of scrimmage. When you have that veteran quarterback, Fred Warner at that position is a great player. And so a lot of times what you try to do is if we're going to run at him, I want to one either run at him with my with my Nate Newton type lineman, right? I want to put my best guys on a guy like, uh, on like a guy like Fred Warner, or I want to misdirection Fred Warner. I want him thinking we're going right when we're really going left. Because again, we talked about this time and time again before. Is I just need him to step or lean or hint in the opposite direction. That gives me enough time for my pulling center or guard or whoever to get to that next level and get an edge on a player like that and also when you are talking about in the passing game because he does has two interceptions and one he had this year it was like an all all out hands catch so he has athletic ability this is a guy like in the offseason he he studies like all these different type of martial arts type things he's one of those guys like he's he's into that kind of stuff in the offseason you know with flexibility and all that kind of stuff so he's his body is able to be maintained and throughout the season because of what he does in the offseason but He's a darn good player on the football field. So you have to play that cat and mouse game with a guy like Fred Warner. And sometimes he's going to win because he's that good of a player. But the thing is that you want to try to be able to put yourself in a position and your players in a position to win against him more than you lose. But he's not a guy that you want to attack all the time because he's a darn good player. and He'll make you pay. Yeah. What
1: uh, where you Talking about blocking there, uh, Nate, I guess kind of wanted to ask you this. I mean, they've got a pretty tough defensive tackle on Eric Armstead, and that's kind of been a weakness at times for the Cowboys, blocking those guys in the middle. But he's built a little different. He's not that big fire-plug fat guy in there. He's 6'7", 292. He's, he seems a little bit more maybe like a David Irving type. Does that change how you have to approach him or how you handle him?
0: You have to get hands on this cat because evidently he's long – when a guy is long, uh, the short, stumpy guys, I never had problems with because it, it was fat on fat and it was a grease fire. <laughs> But a guy like this, gonna bring. going to ask you to be a little bit, a little bit more athletic, gonna a little bit more savvy. So you going to have to get hands on him. you got to have great hand placement. you got to have great foot, foot, feet placement because a guy like that is so long, he can go one way with his body and throw you back the other way. So you, you have to be smart in how you handle this guy. And it, it, it don't hurt to try to run on him and make him move because a long guy like that, even though you think they're athletic, sometimes it's hard for them to bend. So, if you can get him in awkward positions, you know.
3: I can promise you one thing. You will not hear another show on DallasCowboys.com where within a 45-minute time span, you will hear a Godfather reference, a skateboard (laughs) banana, a pile of marbles, and a grease fire. In the same forty-five minute span, I can promise you that. So even if you don't like the show, you should tune in because you never know what's going to be referenced by Nate Newton. So thank you, Nate, for bringing some joy to
0: my day today. I'm loving you, Shannon, man. I'm loving you, brother. Keep bringing it, man. You and the gospel and Kurt, man. With you know, dogs got in there a little bit today. I like that, Kurt. A little bit, just
3: a little bit of the dog.
1: <laughs> Kurt, oh, Kurt we got
3: a couple of minutes you want to hit one more point before we get out of here
1: well I guess maybe this is more towards Jesse um you know they've got a tough secondary I mean I think uh Jason Verrett's one of the best in the business right now Richard Sherman obviously has history Jimmy Ward at safety is one of the one of the best I mean but the, can they keep up with our wide receivers is this a, is this going to be a tough
4: matchup our our receivers are tough matchups for anybody because there isn't just one right they have three and you know you look at them you look at a guy like cd lamb who's third in a lot of categories uh, all across the league from the slot position and will probably be first in a lot of those if you had your starting quarterback playing uh you know more than five games this year so that that's the thing it's where do you play richard sherman right because while richard sherman is a savvy veteran richard sermon doesn't move the way he wants to move uh so he needs that safety help that's why he was always successful because he was able to be physical with you at the line of scrimmage we have to find the matchups that work for us and that could be all across the board we have three elite wide receivers and as long as we get those guys in a position to where we're, we're we're matching our best against their second or third best i think that i think it tends to lend uh in our favor It's all about our quarterback making the right reads and making the right throws. And if you look at the last couple of weeks and the the game plan that these guys have been putting into place, Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore, it's been one that quite is kept. It's been a 300-yard passing game, 300-something-else yards passing game. They've been able to get the ball out to the receivers for them to make plays. And I think this week is no different. It's going to come down again. Our offense will be able to move the football. Our office will be able to get yards. We have to capitalize when we're in the red zone because we've struggled Preach gospel. horribly gospel. in the red zone. <laughs> God, we've got to score
0: Stay positive, Stay positive, Gospel. Stay positive, Gospel.
4: That is positive. We get to the red zone. we got to score touchdowns. Stay positive. Stay on the right zone. side of the road. <laughs> this, Come on, this, Gospel. This game, you there. This game, Bring this me game home. Won't be, this game won't be lost because of the lack of things that we're able to do offensively, it will be can we stop them defensively? Speaking of defense, tomorrow, Cowboys defense,
3: 49ers offense. Guys, it's good to be back. I missed y'all. I love y'all. It's the holiday season. It's good to see your faces. I'm Tell Miss Pat you. and
0: your mom we say hello, bro. I will. And I, I miss them. Y-
3: I will tell them that they are—they are probably listening. So you just told them, and I will follow it up and tell them. It's good to see everybody's in the holiday spirit, except me and Kurt. We'll try to change that tomorrow and be a little bit more festive.
0: <laughs> hey, so we gotta wear what? We gotta wear something Christmassy every day from maybe, now
3: on. Maybe at least red or, or bright green. At least that. Let okay, at least all right. Bring that to the show. But yeah, let's do it from right. now till Christmas. It'll let's look bring like a little holiday cheer. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, thank you for the analogies. Jesse, thanks for learning. Thanks for learning with
4: us. Kurt, thanks for the stats. You can add professor to my my nickname as well. I'm
1: teaching.
3: (laughs) Add professor in there as well. Chris, thanks for keeping us on the air and for trying to suck every bit of positivity and hope that we had out of this week with that stat that you provided. Hopefully they break that trend. We will be back tomorrow at the same time, the same place, hanging with the boys. Later.